Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you sharing it with your friends and family and associates. Our listeners keep expanding. We have a wonderful group. If you have comments, would like to hear a specific topic, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Or if you'd like to just check out the website and see almost all 90 episodes, you can go to savingwithsteve.us. You guest gifts, the whole shot. And again, I want to thank you for joining us. Last week, we had Maddie Lanson. You know, he's a scientist, nutritionist, podcast host, health coach that specializes in weight loss, self-confidence for professional women and busy moms. Maddie has a weekly podcast. It's really cool. You got to check it out. It's how to not get sick and die. Fries his followers and clients with a deep dive into nutrition, how to develop healthy habits that last. If you'd like to hear more and see more, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us and look at episode 88. Today, I'm going to be talking about expensive retirement planning mistakes. You want to make sure you're there for that. The start of the pandemic brought many changes to the job market, and two years later, we're still feeling the effects. The latest Magnify Money study finds that the proportion of working adults 65 and older is rising, and older Americans are coming out of retirement. This comes from anthropogenic wages, inflation, labor shortages, the whole shot, and we're starting to see a changing of the economy right now. I'd like to welcome Isma Mangla. She's from Magnify Money. Uh, it was really interesting. There was a study that came out from Manage Money just a few months ago about how older age adults are starting to go back to work. We're going to talk about those reasons, but we've also in the last couple of months, we've really seen our economic world change to the point where there used to be like 11.4 million jobs out there. Now we're seeing inflation rise. People are spending less. I mean, we heard the CEO from Ford just last week say, hey, we have far too many employees. Others in the tech field are looking to retrench and cut down their workforce. We've seen many changes in the cryptocurrency world. All sorts of things are going on. So Isma, welcome to the show. A lot to unpack today. <laughs> a lot to unpack. Thanks for having me again, Steve. It's always fun to be here. Oh, uh, you know what? We're just glad that you're a wealth of knowledge. And I know you do all the research and you're you do all the reporting and things like that. So just a few months ago, mm-hmm. that article came out that you guys put out. It talks about older age workers going back to work. I mean, talking people over the age of 65. So what are the primary reasons why they were going back to work? Yeah, so what Magnify Money did was we looked at the U.S. Census Bureau Household Pulse Survey data, and we looked at what things were like in spring of 2020 and then what they were like in spring of 2022. And what we found was that a rising share of adults who are 65 and older are working compared with like two years ago, right? So the figures jumped about a couple of percentage points. That was interesting, right? Like why are these folks 
65, that's generally when we think people are going to just relax, retire. So why are we seeing that number rise? And I think we can look at sort of what's happened in the state of the world and economically. There are several reasons why that might be the case. For example, there has been a lot of competition among businesses for workers. We've seen that. We've seen sign-on bonuses. We've seen better benefits. We've seen a lot of choice for job seekers over the last couple of years. Now, is that changing now? Yeah, we're going to start seeing that change for sure. But the period that we were looking at, definitely, there was just a lot of opportunity. We saw in April 2020, unemployment spiked to about almost 15%. But by April 2022, that unemployment was back down to 3.6%. So and employers have been fighting for really good talent. At the same time, wages have gone up. And that's a good thing. But I would also argue that the real value of those wages is not really what it... It doesn't correspond to how much they've gone up. We've seen inflation just get out of control. Uh, It's hit a 40-year high. Just yesterday, we saw the Fed raise rates again to try to basically tame it. Um, and so it's, it's really reached that level now, but, but even up until then, like inflation was like slowly creeping up and people's money is just not going as far as it once did. Right. So those things like, uh, the higher pay, higher inflation, all of those things may have sort of encouraged folks to go back to work. But let's also not forget about retirement savings, right? Um, if you're going to retire, you want to have a nice nest egg. And we certainly saw the market, you know, take a downturn in 2020. We saw a lot of recovery, but then this year has had a lot of volatility. So I can see why, you know, a higher rate of older adults probably just need to work a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think all of those reasons are why folks uh, may be sort of returning to the workforce. I've also anecdotally talked to a lot of folks who are just like, 65 is not that old. Like, I want to keep going. Like, I want to keep stay active. And, you know, like where we're living to 85, 90, 95 years old, like, you know, there's only so much golf you can play, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know, know, actually, that's an excellent sentiment because when the Tax Cuts and Job Acts went in place, they Mm -hmm. moved the required minimum distribution to 72. But it basically was done because older wage workers are working longer. Uh, And you know what? In the Secure Act 2, it looks like they might be pushing it to 73, 74, 75. And again, it's because people are working longer. Now, um, you know what? On top of that, and I can also see where when you say, you know, I like I love the the same anecdotally. But if you take a look at it, there's many people, depending on how they were invested in the market, in the last few months, have lost 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50%. And if they were involved in cryptocurrency, they might've lost 60 or 70%. Now, if you're retired, that's a game-changing, life-changing amount of money to lose, especially if you're planning to take a regular income. So if you think about, hey, I lost 30%, I'm gonna have to make up 43% to get even, number one. And number two, if I'm taking out income, it's gonna be that much harder. So if we go back to, you know, people that were in 2008, many of them were, you know, had just recently retired and you know what, they feel, Hey, I have to go back to work or I have to downsize my house, move somewhere else to a smaller, I have to cut back significantly. So it's, it's really, I can understand where people are 65 going, Hey, this isn't working out the way I thought. And a lot of it comes down to, you know what? A lot of people didn't, they, 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 they invested like they did their whole life, their whole lives, which yeah. means they took on risk and they said, Hey, I'm going to take as much risk as I can. Cause I know I'll make it up. Cause it's the long-term. Well, you don't have the long-term when you're unemployed, so to speak and retired. 
and uh, you know, I, I look at that and I say, you know what, one of the biggest mistakes people make, and I just did this on, uh, uh, well, I'll be doing this today, is taking on too much risk for retirement, not Absolutely. looking at I other mean, ways. Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say it underscores the importance of how you have to really be careful about planning your investments and like checking in, you know, as you age, because yeah, you shouldn't be like in 80, 90% stocks when you're, you know, uh, close to retirement because you're just taking a very big gamble. Right. Um, and, and that is really devastating. I mean, that's life-changing for a lot of folks. Uh, one thing I did notice that in our, in our, um, in our findings was, uh, that I thought was really interesting, which was that more than a quarter of those folks who are 65 and older, who are, who are working are actually self-employed. And that number is about triple the rate of what, um, like working Americans between the ages of 25 and 39. So I thought that was interesting because I think it tells you that, you know, um, sometimes folks are sort of taking like maybe launching businesses or, or going in a slightly different direction from where they might have been in their career. Right. Like, or maybe they're doing more like contract type of type of work. Um, and maybe that sort of helps, uh, kind of manage the kind of lifestyle that they want as well. I just thought that was really fascinating. I think, you know, I think it's wonderful. There's many people that I work with currently that work as consultants. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually tutor, um, People in English, math, all sorts of stuff. And that's their self-employed business. Yeah. Uh, I know one that actually helps kids take the SAT and the ACT and, and they just love working with kids. Um, they hated their, you know, their 40 years of work life. So they wanted to do something that was fun. Um, and they're doing it because they want to have um, something to do, number one, because they can't find other things that they like doing. And two, the income has enhanced their ability to retire in the fashion they like. So since they're self-employed, they can pick and choose when they take vacations. They're not working all the time. Uh, and um, so, yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it's not surprising that most of the people are, are good 25% are um, self-employed. Um, yeah, and it's a great way to leverage, like you said, like I, I have relatives of my own who you know are retired, but then they have a lot to offer and can do that kind of consulting that can really help you know, newer businesses flourish. So I think that's great. And, and you're, it's so right that you're saying that um, sometimes folks just learn kind of new skills and pursue a different industry. Um, even things like certain jobs, like, you know, school bus driving or something like that. A lot of times that kind of thing really appeals to older adults who just want like a part-time schedule. They, you know, want something kind of like low key, but, you know, keeps them active and busy. So I do see that there are a lot of opportunities um, and ways to sort of redefine your career as you, you know, reach that quote unquote retirement age. Yeah, I know the bus driver thing. Um, uh, it's so interesting because I, I know somebody who does that. He's seven years old and he goes, the best part about it for me is just listening to the kids and the crazy stuff that they say. It's just <laughs> so funny. And he says, I more bet. importantly, it's the, the um, he goes, they, he has um, like freshmen and sophomores in high schools. And, and he just says, you know what? The girls and boys who like each other, he says, it's so silly the way they talk <laughs> and flirt <laughs> and all that stuff. He goes, where do they come up with that stuff? So it makes like his life an enjoyable. Anthropological study, basically watching these kids interact, I bet. <laughs> hey, everybody, you're going to have to stick with us. We got more from Isma Mangla and Manify, uh, Magnified Money talking about older age wor uh, workers. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. 
Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. You know what? I want to thank you all for joining us. If you would like to check out other episodes, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us. I'd like to say thank you to our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City, AMFM 247, our wonderful distributors. You know what? They're all about helping us, you know, our listeners live a life of personal and financial freedom. Now, if you'd like to go to Saving with uh, Saving with Steve Sexton on Facebook. You can get guest gifts, behind the scenes stuff. It's wonderful. And by the way, every Thursday we have a Saving with Steve short. It's a t- simple little topic on how to improve your retirement. Now we're back with Ismet Mengla and we've been talking about, you know what, seniors going back to work, why and so on. And you know what, uh, before we begin, I just want to add this. Uh, and speaking with a lot of people before we did this, uh, we, we're, we're actually uh, talking about this right now. I have found that everybody has a different reason for going back to work, but more importantly, a different reason for choosing what they do. Um, I have a gentleman, he's actually 76 years old. He retired the first time in 1965. He's an engineer, just loves to solve problems, okay? And he is uh, retired probably five or six times. We call him the serial retirer. Uh, and, uh, and basically what he does is he sends his wife on trips with her friends and he just likes to solve problems. And he, w- he went there because he wanted to have the, um, to keep his mind strong by doing that. Um, I have others that work at uh, food pantries. And you know what? Um, they've actually, there are people who had, have that abundance in life. And what they like to do is they will sort through all the fruits and vegetables and food that comes into the food pantry, get it all boxed up for people who are coming in. And he likes to, you know, hand out food or both he and his wife love to hand out food to people who are, or who are in need. Uh, and for him, and I'm not telling you where he works because everybody show up every once in a while, he'll, <laughs> he'll see somebody that, you know, they'll come driving up in a car that's barely working right and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, he'll slip them $20 here or there just to, Hey, I know you need it. So here you go. That type of thing. And he's, you know, if you ask him, he knows where all the, the shelters are for women, for homeless, the whole shot. He just loves helping people. And then there's a lot of older vaults that just love working with kids. Cause like the show says, they say the darndest things. Right. And another reason why they like working with kids is because they love to see people grow and develop. So if they're working with somebody from six for six months and it's on some sort of subject, they love to see them where they're having a tough time reading to the point where they can read fluently, they can write the whole shot. 
especially if they happen to be teaching another language. So it's just really interesting for me. So I just want to add that in there. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And it's also a chance for folks to like redefine like what, you know, what they're live out their values in a different way. Right. I mean, I think that's a really cool thing. Like you still want to work, but you don't necessarily have to work in that corporate job. Like your friend, you know, doing the food pantry stuff or uh, solving problems. Does your friend, is your friend available to help me solve some of my problems? (laughs) (laughs) I could use someone like that in my life. (laughs) Only if it's engineering. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) He works for an aerospace company. He just likes doing that stuff. Uh, But um, you know what? Uh, Now, when it comes to the economic times that we're dealing with right now, where people are, or companies are looking at, hey, look, we've got a, uh, well, let's not mince words here. I believe we have a recession on its way. In fact, if you look at the stock market, the stock bargaining is a lagging indicator. So I would think we're already there. And with interest rates continuing to rise, there's less and less people are going to spend because they don't have the money. uh, And it's going to be much more expensive for them to borrow anything, taking up more and more of their money. So there's a lot going on there. So, you know, when you're looking at, hey, the world is changing and I'm an older adult looking for a position somewhere and maybe some do need to work. It's just not an enhancement. What would your advice be to somebody in that situation? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, it can be hard for some older folks to sort of navigate the job market, like if they're not in it right now. Um, I would say the best thing to do there is really to um, learn the ins and outs of really how to navigate the online way that a lot of uh, employers operate now, especially when it comes to, um, you know, keyword recognition and things like that. Um, a lot of organizations recommend that folks, older job seekers sort of age proof their resumes, right? By sort of limiting them to more recent job experience or removing graduation dates. But that said, I actually think there's also a way for older workers to position themselves and market themselves as, as mentors who can help younger uh, workers who don't have as much experience grow, right? Because they have a wealth of knowledge and background and, and skills. And, and that is valuable. It's really just about how you frame it and how you market it. Um, The other thing I would say is that it doesn't matter how old you are. It's always going to be great to learn some new skills or pursue some different industries to kind of help you find work, right? So you might reach out to your social circle and say, hey, like, are there certain industries that are hiring and, and what are the sort of skills needed there? Um, with the advent of the internet, like, you know, everything is at your fingertips, at least when it comes to trying to brush up on certain skills. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage folks to be brave about that and, and, um, identify like what, what are one or two things that I can sort of, um, polish up on to make myself, um, you know, kind of a better, a better fit, uh, in this job market. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's definitely tough, especially as employers now are, you know, we're, we're seeing, well, first we were seeing hiring freezes. Now I'm starting to see layoffs, right? Like earnings reports aren't what, you know, a lot of companies hope they're going to be. So um, that whole great resignation that we saw and then the, the it, you know, it was a buyer's market really for job seekers. I personally think that that's, you know, that tide is, is turning now. And so I would, I, I would really encourage anyone, not just older workers to, you know, kind of shore up their finances and also, but also keep themselves um, in good shape for whatever lies ahead, right? So that means like keep your resume up to date, keep your network alive. All of those things are really important. You've got to prepare for that rainy day when it's not raining. And um, for some people, it might be sprinkling a little bit, but we still have some time to, you know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, set yourself up for success. 
You know, the only other thing that I would add is in this world, if you're an older age worker, that means you're likely a baby boomer um, and uh, or a builder. But most builders are in their 80s right now. But that baby boomer generation is now dealing with millennials, Gen X, Gen Y, the whole shot. So mm-hmm. it'd be one of those things where from a mindset standpoint, you're going to have to focus on communicating with people of different generations. And it isn't, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I'm a boomer. But when I started, it was like, you know what, you got, you know, a little yelling at, uh, you know, when you didn't do right. And now it's got to be completely different because people don't respond to that. In fact, you know, you get a harassment complaint. <laughs> That's true. You you know, I think the, the key to any kind of success really is just adaptability, right? You've got to be able to adapt to whatever the current conditions are. And sometimes as we get older, we don't want to, to change the way we do things. But I think, I don't think it's impossible. And I certainly know a lot of older folks who have been able to adapt. And then that allows the experience and the wisdom that they have to shine, right? And that's really what we want. We want to showcase um, the value add that they bring, because let's face it, when you have that kind of experience, you do have and you, and judgment, which is not something that you can always, uh, you know, just you're not necessarily going to get that in Gen, Gen Z or, or millennials right away, because it's something that takes sometimes years to develop. Um, so I would just encourage folks who, you know, may be frustrated with like, oh, I got to figure out another way to communicate. Um, if, if you can try to adapt a little bit and sometimes it's as much as just asking someone who's younger, be like, Hey, like, can you like walk me through a couple of things? Right. That can make all the difference in the world. Cause really it's all about making sure that you succeed and giving yourself, you know, the, the biggest leg up possible, I guess. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, Isma, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it seems like it goes really fast, especially when you have a wonderful guest like you. So It really does. You need to have me back more often, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we probably will. So, hey, look, everybody, you want to go to Magnified Money and just go take a look at the articles. So some really good information in there, the studies that they do. Um, you know what? It's just something special. So, uh, Isma, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I wish you safety, health, and success, and hopefully we'll see you again. Yeah, thanks so much again, Steve. It was it was a lot of fun. All right, see you soon. Take care. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. That was Emma Mangla from Magnifying Money. She's part of the Value Penguin Group. 
And we're just lucky to have her here to shed some light and unpack the idea that many older age workers are beginning to work more uh, and the things that they do, how to look about going about it. Uh, and you know what? Go to magnifiedmoney.com. They've got some great articles. Now today, you know what? I just want to talk a little bit about expensive retirement planning mistakes. Retirement planning is definitely no walk in the park. It's complicated. No surprise that many of us make mistakes that can turn retirement dreams into a last minute panic. As retirement nears, there's a ton of things to think about, like when to take Social Security, how much to take out of your 401k, creating a spending plan that you can stick to and invest your retirement savings. And like the butterfly effect, the decisions now can lead to huge life-altering consequences down the road. The reality is I've got some little biggest retirement stakes and how to avoid them. So let's talk about the first one. Failing to plan is planning to fail. A happy retirement is one of the stress feet. How do you eliminate stress? Simple, by having a plan. When you want to go somewhere, hey, you don't do this by jumping in your car, driving all around, trying to figure out where it is, and eventually arrive. What you do is you hit your Waze app or your Google Maps, and you put in the address and you follow it. Simple as that. A financial plan is plat plotting the different shortest path to reach your retirement goals. Decide what you're going to do, where you're going to do it, how much it's going to cost, and where the money will come from, all parts of your plan. But if your plan changes as you approach retirement, that's okay. It's your plan. You're welcome to change it. Now, doesn't making a plan sound complicated? Well, it is and it isn't. The best way to set up a plan is to find yourself a qualified financial planner who can help get you in and out of some trouble, okay? Or not in and out, but out of trouble and help you create a plan that allows you to retire the way you want. Second thing, putting off till tomorrow, which you should have started yesterday. According to recent studies by Bankrate, the biggest financial regret is not saving enough for retirement. And why don't Americans save enough? Because it's putting it off. You know, some of them say, hey, I'll wait till tomorrow till I have the money or I'll start when I get closer to retirement. Um, the thing is, the longer you wait, the harder it will be. In other words, starting small sooner is better than starting large later. Just think about this. If you started at the age of 25, just putting away $500 a month for 40 years, 5% return, you're going to have a little over $700,000. If you had an average of 10% return, you'll have $2.7 million. So you have to look at retirement as a long-term accumulation event. You're just accumulating and accumulating assets, okay? Now... Obviously, there's you know no guarantees here, but you know what you really, really want to make sure you talk with a retirement advisor so you can understand how much you need to save. Now, next thing is retiring too soon or not soon enough. If you think you're about to retiring, uh, retiring soon, you may dream of quitting your job and traveling the world. However, before you call it quits, there's a number of reasons you may want to think things over. First, you may live longer than expected. You may run into unforeseen health issues or face tough financial times that force you to cut back. That's not to say you should retire early, but that's your plan. And run various scenarios to make sure your savings are going to cover your expenses during retirement. Um, you know, maybe even think about creating a lifetime income with inflation steps up. Same with not retiring soon enough. If you're unsure your savings will be adequate, you'll worry as a result, perhaps you work longer than you have to. I've met many people who thought they needed a certain number to retire safely. And after setting up a retirement plan with them, they come to find that they could have retired a few years early because they already had the assets. Hey, there's no need to work longer and have all that stress. All it does is shorten your life. So sit down with a financial advisor, determine the awful time to retire. 
You know what? The next thing is taking too much risk or not enough. Risk is a funny thing. Take too much and you can lose your savings, but take too little, you can lose purchasing power to inflation. The money retirement is money that you can't replace. That's why we lean towards low risk, low return investments as we age. But as inflation arose, that the value, the lost value of money, it seems that that safe next egg drops in value in terms of what you can buy. Sometimes if you take on too much risk, it's not good. And sometimes you take on too little, it creates its own problem. Now, when you're retired, obviously you don't want to put your retirement income at risk. So a 30 or 40% drop in the market is game changing. And you might have to change your lifestyle in order to, to accommodate that. So you know what, if you can find a way to require safe guaranteed incomes as well as exposure to the stock market and other inflation protecting investments, you're in a great spot. Next, hire the right financial advisor. Look for somebody who develops solutions. Ask you what those real concerns are. Do you really want to fix them? How is it a concern? Okay. Understand mathematically that you're going to be able to retire providing you do A, B, and C, which what I'm saying is if you have somebody understand your truths, create a mathematically correct solution that will enable you the assets you or the income you need to live the life that you want. That's the time of advice you want because you're not really looking for somebody who's going to sell you products and things like that. You want somebody who's going to find out what your issues are, create a solution that's mathematically correct, and then find the products that fits that solution. Now, again, I want to thank you all for joining us here on Saving with Steve. I want to thank a few of my affiliates. Um, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, AMFM uh, 24-7. Um, all these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, live a life of financial and personal freedom. You can, again, you can always follow us on Facebook. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything in the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank our hundreds of thousands of listeners that are out there listening today across the United States and our listeners that are uh, listening through throughout the world. It's just wonderful that we have such a wonderful audience. You know what? Um, Last week, we started talking about how the pandemic brought on changes to the job market and the effects of how older age people are going back to work, um, especially over 65. And you know what? And you know what? A lot of that could be due with inflation, loss of wages or loss of assets due to the market, all sorts of things. 
but we had uh, Ismat uh, Mangla from Magnified Money to shed light on that. If you want to see that episode, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us. Just look for episode 89 and it'll, you'll know it'll say Magnified Money. Ismat Mangla should be right there. And you know what? You can check out all the other episodes. I'm very thankful today is our 90th episode. We have a great guest. Um, you know what? Think of it like this. Have you ever wondered how to achieve financial wellness in the workplace or in your daily life? Hey, don't worry. We have financial therapists, certified financial therapists, Erica Wasserman. She's one of 15 people with that designation in the world. Erica combines her education in finance economics with her passion for helping others to empower individuals, couples, companies to reshape the way they think about money. So we've got a great show for you today. I'll be talking at the end about, you know, practical applications you could use to budget, you know, budgeting tips for inflation. So with that, have you ever wondered how to achieve financial wellness in the workplace or in your daily life, especially with all that's going on right now? Hey, don't worry. We have your financial therapist, Erica Wasserman. She is one of the 15 people in the world to hold a certified financial therapist designation. Erica combines her education in finance, economics, with her passion for helping others to empower individuals, couples, companies to reshape the way they think about money. Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to dig in and have a great conversation with you today. Well, you know what? All of our, our listeners are very, very excited to have you here. And the reason being is all that's going on right now in the world, from a war to inflation to a down market, it's got people a little worried whether they're working somewhere and or they're retired. There's, there's, you know, it's just, you know, I can feel the anxiety up. <laughs> just put it that way. So before we jump in, you know what? You have a marvelous story and I just love for you to share with our with our listeners before we get started. I start, you know, hitting you with all the lovely questions. <laughs> Absolutely. I know when I meet people and I say I'm a financial therapist, they kind of give me that quiz look. What? Can you say that again? Uh, I know what I know what a therapist is and I know what a financial planner does. And um, and so financial therapy to me was like hitting the lottery when I discovered it. I have a finance degree from the University of Florida and went and worked in corporate America at IBM for, for a decade and then went out and worked with entrepreneurs and liked to really just help people. And when I learned about financial therapy, the light bulb went out because I was like, it went, went, <laughs> went on, not out. The light bulb <laughs> went on. I was like, oh my God, this is for me because I like talking about money. It's something that I'm good at. It's something I'm confident in. And now all of a sudden I can help others create a safe place to talk about money and not just the dollars and cents, mm -hmm. but the actual senses, you know, and I, and the touch, the feel, the smell of the memories, you know, where do you value your money and are you spending it in those places? What habits are working for you? So it's not just a coaching role of getting to a financial goal of retirement at X dollars. It's the emotions that go with it and the mindset shift that you might want to make to improve your wellness and your financial wellness. Wow. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny because I, I was thinking the word triggers uh, because everybody has those little triggers about money and certain things happen. They decide to go shopping. They call it therapy. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I do understand working with people in the world of money that everybody has certain ideas and some of those ideas and the way they've been dealing with things for decades that mom and dad implored on them might not work when they when they decide to retire or even you know getting prepared for retirement and even way before that you know what habits do you want to pass down to those around you 
So our money beliefs are made up of three things because we don't, we're not taught at school and you really don't talk about it with your friends. So it's made up of your, your background. How did your parents do things? Did your dad handle the finances? Did your parents yell about money? Didn't talk about money, right? So that helps shape your financial DNA where you are today. Religion plays a role also. You know, money is greed. Charity is important. These are some of the mindsets. And the third is experience. So if you're investing in something and it goes really well, well, guess what? You want to invest in that industry again. The same is true as if it doesn't go well, you're like, nope, never touching a tech stock again, you know? And that's the emotional piece of it. So when you combine those three, that's your that's your money beliefs. And we tend to get stuck there because we're not working on it and growing. And when you don't work and grow on it, sometimes it doesn't work out the best for you. That's so true because you know what? Financial wellness also fits in with personal wellness, personal happiness, because of the finances there, there's less stress and so on and so forth. So that kind of leads into my very first question. You know what? How can people achieve uh, financial wellness in their daily lives? Well, that's a loaded question. We could spend (laughs) a lot lot of time on this. Um, And financial wellness is, we each define it slightly different because we each have a unique relationship based on what I just, just, just discussed. So my first thing when you said that was, what does bring you happiness? Where are you spending your money? And sometimes I have my client take their credit card and two highlighters, a pink for happy and a blue for not so happy and highlight your credit card. See where you're spending your money. And if you start seeing in areas that you don't feel good about, maybe reduce that and start spending on the things that do make you feel good. And um, and your financial wellness, you're then aware that you have an emotion with everything that you're buying. You know, money's a transfer of energy. And some people say, well, I just don't want to pay my mortgage, right? Because that's just a horrible bill. Is it? Because for me, it's a safe place with a roof over my head. I'm a single mom with three girls that... It's something I take pride in every month, you know? And so as you go through your bills, think about what makes you happy and what doesn't and start checking in on your wellness. That's great. That's great. Now I'm going to flip the script there because I know you also talk to companies, but when we take a look at employees, you know, one of the facts that came out, 70% of, um, you know, financially stressed employees would consider leaving for another job that cares more about financial well-being. So could you kind of unpack that statement a little bit? I I took it from your website and I thought it was very interesting, especially with the great resignation that we've been seeing. Yeah, absolutely. So people, your employees are stressed, right? And when you look at your wellness wheel of what type of support you're providing, you think about health, nutrition, exercise, 401k planning, you know, all of these kind of things, but not your relationship with money. What's happening is if you're stressed about finances, you're getting calls from credit card companies. The phone rings while you're at work, you're distracted. Your 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 wife's at home and your, you know, and your par- your partner's at home and you're arguing over who spent the last $10 in the bank account, or you want to retire and you don't think you could do it. There's so much stress that's happening to your employees around money, but we're not giving them the tools on how to deal with it. And so financial wellness is being really looked at as a next step in wellness for companies to provide for their employees to start having a safe place to talk about it, a place to release, and also to give them tools to how do you bring that home? Sometimes they even invite your partner, a parent, uh, a child into those conversations. 
So that way, because you don't do finances alone. And then it gives the employee, not just the paycheck to walk out the door, but the tools to go with it. Kind of back to when I said your financial beliefs. If your background at home is not to talk about money, how are you supposed to learn how to communicate and build new tools if you don't have a safe place to do it in? That's true. Also, it's wonderful to have your spouse on the same page moving forward because then you're working as a team and the decisions have become much easier and there's less anxiety for one person thinking they're, you know, they've got to do it right. That and also we have different beliefs. And it's interesting when I get a couple in a room. Because it goes into, I don't like when you spend on going out to eat. And I actually had this with a woman, she was a C-level executive in a financial services firm. And her husband and daughter would go out to eat once a week. When they were younger, it was less money. And then as they got older, it was a bottle of wine, you know, the nice dessert. They were really enjoying it. And they would fight over that spend. It was after a workshop that I did that she came back to me and said, wow, Erica, thank you. Because I didn't understand that was their emotional time. That was their memory building. That's how they wanted to spend money because that's the way they bonded and communicated. For her, it was a waste of $100 because she didn't enjoy a a fancy bottle of wine. So once they understood the why behind the spend, they were able to communicate better. So when you have two people in the room together talking to one another about what's the importance of it, it's a very different conversation than the finger pointing that is going on a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's great to, for people who are listening to understand that, to spend more time opening up that communication with their spouse or whoever their partner is to make sure they're on the same page or at least understand where each other are coming from so they can continue to work together. Because I I see too many people going in different directions on their finances and a lot of money just falls through the cracks. Uh, And you get a lot of frustrated people at the same time. And that goes to extended people too. Parents who are dependent on children, children who are dependent on parents, siblings, right? So opening that conversation up to why people are expecting things of you um, is really important because you're both coming to that table with different beliefs. So you know what? We're going to have to take a quick break here. Uh, Stick with it. We're going to be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Hey, I want to encourage you to check out a few of our affiliates at AMFM 247. BBS Radio and UK Health Radio. Um, Their whole goal is to help you live a life of financial 
and um, spiritual freedom. Now, if you'd like to check us out, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us for guest gifts, background, uh, behind the scenes information, the whole shot. And if you have an idea or a guest that you'd like to see on the show, uh, this way we've actually ended up with senators, congressmen, and people who do travel all over the world, which has been fun for everybody to watch. Always go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Again, that's viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Now we're back here with Erica Wasserman, the certified financial therapist, and she's given us some great therapy. We're looking for some more great therapy. And you know what? She's also got some five financial wellness quick wins for summer. And we're looking to talk about that. We're looking to talk about, you know, it's, you know, let's talk about money here, card program. You, you want to stick around for that. So here we are. Erica, welcome back to the show. I know it's the second segment, but I always say welcome back. I don't know why. It's just my thing. That's great. I'm happy to be back. I know. So now I, I'd like to get into, I know we talked about uh, financial wellness for a daily life, for in the workforce, how to work hand in hand with your spouse. You know, right now we've got inflation. We've got, you know what, um, people losing money in the market. Um, you know what, this would be a good time to utilize some of those quick financial tips uh, that could get somebody, hey, oh my God, I wasn't doing that. I need to start doing that. There's five things we can do. I'd love for you to share this with us. Yeah, let me jump in on here. So the Please. first one is plan with a purpose. So if you want to go on vacation, that's great. You know, you want to paint your house, that's great. You know, you want to go out for dinner and a celebratory celebration dinner, a birthday dinner. Great. Plan with a purpose though. Understand that there's going to be a dollar amount, put it aside, look for a vacation deal, but have a purpose, have a savings goal, whatever you need to do. And in fact, I don't even call it budgeting. I call it building a yes plan because you want to say yes to things. So when you have a purpose and a plan, you get there. So that's the first one is build a plan. The second one is everybody's enjoying vacation, right? It's summertime. Take a financial wellness day. Now, this might be scratching your head saying, really, what's a financial wellness day? You know, the day where you actually get to call your financial advisor, you look over your taxes, you put together a piece of mind folder or checklist for people, God forbid something happens to you. You call the cable company, all those things that you've been putting off, put it all in one day, right? I actually do an agenda for my clients of what that financial wellness could look like. And, um, and it's a great way to spend a PTO day. The third is create a mantra when you're at checkout. Kind of back to that yes plan. Yes, I want something, right? Is when you're checking out at Target, the grocery store, you have that mantra of I'm in control of my finances. This is a yes to my yes plan. So as you're making those purchases, you're reaffirming that you're heading in the right direction. So that is a great one. It's small to do, but every time you swipe your credit card or you know you pay with cash, come up with something that's empowering about you being in control of your finances. The fourth one is a fun one. Get creative. So for your visual learners out there, this is me, you know, is build a financial vision board. You know, you could go old school and cut out magazines and glue it on paper, or you could do high tech, you know, Pinterest board, um, making your screensaver, visualize what you want your life to look like. What are your financial goals? You know, some of my clients, it's a nice watch. Some of it's a vacation. Some of it's a, a mix of holiday and clothes for their kids or, you know, picture it. A picture says a thousand words. 
So by, by getting creative, building that financial vision board is a fun exercise and a great way to start conversation, which is the last one, is create conversations. You're sitting around having barbecues and fire pit conversations, right? With family members that you might not see often. Strike up the conversation with your parents. Who's your financial advisor? Do you have a will in place? And you don't have to start there because those might be a little bit harder conversations, which is why I created the Let's Talk About Finances baby conversation cards. Because they gamify it. Like um, if you had a loan a friend a thousand dollars, they didn't repay you. How would it would impact your relationship? If so, how? What's the worst purchase you've ever made? Right. So now we're laughing and sharing stories, which then opens up the dialogue. Because talking about money should be something that we could do casually and often with people that we feel comfortable with. That's wonderful. I was just thinking about that. Could you talk a little bit more about your card program? Let's talk about finances, baby. Okay. It's a 50-deck so mm-hmm. of cards that could be taken anywhere. If it's in your suitcase, if it's in your purse, and uh, or just sitting on the kitchen table. And it's easy to pick up one or two cards and kicks the conversation off. No, that, that's wonderful. It's so, so funny. You said, hey, what's the worst purchase you ever made? <laughs> uh, I was Do you want to about, answer that question? Oh, probably. There's probably 10 or 12 of those things, the worst purchases I've ever made. Uh, but it's it's really funny because um, um, what's really interesting is I was having a conversation earlier with a, a different group of people and they're like a networking group. And we talked about uh, kids eating crayons and mm-hmm. the analogy comes from, you know, all the moms getting together to talk and all that stuff. And one mom goes, says, you're, you know what, my son's eating crayons and they're freaked out because they think the son's going to be doing, you know, going to be a crazy kid. And then they find out everybody else in the group, their kids are eating crayons. So for me, when somebody talks about what's the worst purchase, it's almost like a fellowship meeting of, okay, I'm not as dumb as that. We're just the same. You know, we just did the same stupid things together. So, um, but uh, yeah, worst purchase. Uh, I purchased a car that I thought was a real cool car because it was a real cool car and didn't take the time to um, check out everything. And then it became a money pit. So uh, something that I thought I was going to get a great deal because I thought this, I was just a great negotiator. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> so, and you learn from it and now you can laugh from it, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. And, and Especially that's- having to wait for a tow truck on the side of the road in the middle, middle of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> you learn real fast then, right? Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> so, but those, those, are, those are great things. So um, how, what's the best way to you know what, have that conversation with your parents. Cause many people, you know, their parents are in the builder generation or the, they're the, the beginning baby boomers, which means they're sort of baby boomer and builder. And there used to be an environment where they never talk about money, not with family. You know what? I mean, I I've had this where parents had told the kids where the key to the safety deposit box was, but they didn't tell them what the bank where it was in. So when they passed away, the kids were like, where do I go? And it wasn't until the um, uh, a couple, uh, you know, they filed probate and all that stuff uh, until like three months later when the, the safety deposit box bill came in from the bank that they found out where it was and they had wasted a whole bunch of money. And I mean, that's how secretive mom and dad were. So we still have those issues. How do you go about starting that conversation, easing into it with, you know, family and loved ones? So what first comes to mind is, and this might get the reaction from your parents is we have two options here right? One is I'm going to dig through every drawer you have and spend hours of my time finding things you probably don't want me to find, right? Um, To find this information. Or we put together a a binder and I call it a peace of mind checklist. And I actually give my clients a checklist and it has everything on there from like, who's your attorney to the mortgage, if you have rental property, um, 
I don't have one right next to me, you know, but uh, just all of those things where your investments are, who's your accountant, uh, yeah, who's your accountant, um, all of those things. And you don't necessarily, they don't need to tell you the dollar amounts, but tell you where the bank is, you know, what bank it is, and maybe the account number and have it all on one sheet of paper or in a little binder is the first step to say, listen, if something happens to me, go look for the black binder in the safe. And here's a safe code. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's important. Otherwise, I'm going to dig through everything and go through pay and waste your money and waste everybody else's money. The other fun way of doing it is maybe just start asking questions to make the conversation a little bit easier. Maybe like, what's your favorite charity to donate to? Why do you donate to it? Is part of your inheritance important to go to that charity? Because you might not align with the same charity and you might not understand why they're donating there. And that then opens the door to say, well, what else are your wishes? Because having that information is great, you know, but if you don't understand the why behind it, and that's going to be the important conversation you have is otherwise I'm going to do what I want with the money because we've never talked about it. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, thanks for sharing that with us today, Erica. You know what? We're coming to the end of our time. We have about 30 seconds left. You know what? There was a lot of people looking forward to seeing you on the show today. And I was wondering if you could share, if you're okay with sharing, how people can get in contact with you, whether there be a business that needs help, couples, individuals that needs your help. Absolutely. Um, the best way is hop over to my website. It's yourfinancialtherapist.com. And um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all under Your Financial Therapist as well. Well, do you hear that, everybody? Erica, thank you so much for coming, to show, being on the show today. Appreciate it very, very much. Stay safe, stay healthy. And you know what? I think we might want to have you back again. So take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. Stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. You know what? You can always go to Google Play, YouTube. All of our shows are right there. So check it out. Um, By the way, if you'd like to hear a segment or a specific topic being discussed, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. That's viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Or if you just want to go check out all the episodes, because this is number 90, 
uh, you can go to savingwithsteve.us. Now, I'd like to talk about something that is occurring now. Sometimes it's your, you plan to do that. Sometimes it's not. It's how to retire during a recession, okay? If you're planning on retiring during a financial downturn, it can be worrisome, you know, to give up your job. This is especially true for those with portfolios that have dropped in value. You may facing retirement with fewer funds available and obviously uncertainty ahead for others. You know what? You might get stuck not working because you got laid off or your activities has to be reduced due to health conditions. You know what? And retirement might be the, you know, the best route forward. Looking into financing and setting up a plan could help you get through a bear market and create a sustainable lifestyle. You might even find ways to increase your income by making just a few adjustments. First of all, you want to look at your, you know, at your financial projections. Okay. You can use technology to keep on track. You can get available resources. You can go to a website, look for retirement uh, apps. You can go to plans well. They'll even help you put together a retirement package. It's for free. You just answer 40 different questions and you're good to go. So like I said, there's software out there. You can tell much how much your assets need to average to provide you a desired income. They can factor in things like inflation, social security. Uh, it's in your best interest to, you know, if it's in your best interest to work an extra year or two or wait for the economy to get better. You'll want to know the important information. Some of these retirement planning tools are free and can help you consider different scenarios. Next, evaluate your portfolio. This is big. If you've been saving for retirement for several decades, you have various investment accounts and so on, look at how your funds are allocated. Most retirees are no longer in the wealth accumulation phase of their life and have the, you know, they're in that distribution phase, the wealth preservation phase. Uh, their portfolio needs to respect that. From to minimize risk because right now you just saw people lose 30%. Think about that. Hey, I have a million dollars. I'm taking out $50,000 a year of 5%. I just lost 30%. My withdrawal went from 5% to almost 9%. So if the market doesn't average 9%, hey, you're never going to break even. In fact, you're going to have to reduce your lifestyle. So it's important to understand you're not contributing to the account anymore and you need ways to you know, distribute that money and preserve your wealth, okay? You can always talk to a financial advisor about ways to get through the upcoming year and what to expect from your investment. Consider work options. Individuals who are healthy enough to continue working, hey, you might be in st uh, staying employed for another year or two. Every year you can work will help you build up more retirement savings, potentially increase your Social Security. Older employees have extra advantages like adding more to their Social Security. So for I'm at, not more to their 401ks, Right now, it's $20,500. If you're over the age of 50, it's another $6,500. Understand your health expenses. If you're 65 or older and you're eligible for Medicare coverage, great. However, there still will be health-related costs for during retirement. Medicare costs are significantly expenses. They're significant expenses for many. They always go up in retirement. You'll want to think through how much you will spend in healthcare before signing up for Medicare. That means get the right plan. There are many options and factors to choose from in considering which path is best for you, both in the type of coverage and expected cost. So understand you're out of pocket. Next, review Social Security. Have, you know what, if you've worked, for at least 40 quarters or paid in for 10 years because you're self-employed, you're eligible for retirement benefits. If you've worked and you've had a pension where you only paid in the pension and not Social Security, you have to work for at least 10 years to be eligible for the windfall provision. If you're married, you're eligible for spousal benefits. If you're divorced, you're, uh, you're, um, you're eligible for divorce benefits. If you're widowed, you're uh, eligible for widower's benefits, okay? Some as early as the age of 60, 
Now, you can start taking Social Security at 62 on a regular basis. 66 or 67, your, your income won't reduce. And for every year past that full retirement age, your income will go up by 8% a year all the way until the age of 70. It's important to understand how your Social Security fits in, in your retirement income so you can maximize the income, number one. And number two, you can find ways to maximize your assets. So you know what? I want to thank you all for joining us here today on Saving with Steve, where we talked about the ins and outs of money. We had Eric Wasserman, the, 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 the certified financial therapist. You can go to your financial therapist if you'd like to talk to Erica. She can help you, your, your, you and your spouse or your, your company. Great way to go. With that, I want to thank you all for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.